And welcome, everyone. We are back with you for episode four of NFL Insights. We're going to break down the week five games, and by we, I mean Brennan. Brennan's coming off uh, uh, his worst week of the season so far at eight and six last week, and he's put in some extra work this week, and he's looking to rebound. So without further ado, we will look at the first game on our schedule, and we have the 3-1 and L.A. Rams at the 1-3 and Washington football team. Brennan, take it away. So the Rams have had a pretty good start to the season at 3-1, and but you can't say the same about the Washington football team who made the very shocking news that Dwayne Haskins will be benched and that Kyle back, back up Kyle Allen will be the starter with Alex Smith backing up. And, you know, that's really shocking and upsetting because I was... I think we were all rooting for Dwayne Haskins. I don't think anyone dislikes him, but now you have to assume he's done there as a result of being benched after only after drafting him just one year ago. But I think the Rams are going to win this game. They've got a lot of weapons, and the Washington football team doesn't seem to be able to commit to any quarterback right now, and they've had a hard time scoring points. Okay. Uh, how about the 1-2-1 one, and one Eagles at the 3-0 and o Steelers? I think the Steelers will win this game. The Steelers are 3-0 and o because they had their game postponed versus the Titans. They'll play again. They'll play each other later. So this is the Battle of Pennsylvania, which only happens once every four years because of the way the divisions are lined up. The Eagles got very lucky against the 49ers. Both the Eagles and 49ers were super injured, but the Eagles got the best of the 49ers. Park because of a pretty disastrous performance by backup Nick Mullins, who threw a really bad interception in the end zone when they were about to score a touchdown, and then a horrendous pick-six, which ended up sealing the game for the Eagles. But the Eagles, in my opinion, will not get as lucky again this time against Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Fame-bound quarterback who will not make horrific mistakes like Nick Mullins did. The wide receiver room is just as thin as it was a week ago for the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey. And Deshaun Jackson out again with Jalen Rager still on IR. The Eagles got lucky last week. They won't get lucky again. Okay, st- sticking with teams named after birds, we'll kick it over to MetLife Stadium where the 2-2 two and two Cardinals will play the 0-4 Jets. Jets had a COVID-19 scare this week. You want to talk a little bit about that too? Yes, there was one player on, I believe it was Friday, I don't think we ever found out his name, but there was a presumed positive test, so they sent all players and coaches home, but then they retested everybody again, and all the results came back negative, so this game will be played tomorrow as scheduled. The Cardinals have been on a little bit of a downfall since starting 2-0. They beat the 49ers on the road, then the Washington football team, and then dropped back-to-back games against the Lions and Panthers. Murray threw three interceptions against the Lions and just couldn't get the one versus the Panthers, and those were two games that people expected the Cardinals to win, but the Cardinals have, I would think, probably what could be their easiest assignment of the year in this game. They can't lose this one because the NFC West is a very competitive division, and if they lose to the Jets, it's, you could say it's pretty much over because how are they going to beat better teams? The Jets have lost Sam Darnold for an unknown amount of time with a shoulder injury. He's out of this game, so backing him up is long-time Ravens. So starting this game is long-time Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco, who has been Back, who has been a, was a backup with the Broncos last year and now with the Jets this year. The 
Joe Flacco is, is hasn't been the same person he once was it's forever ago when he was like a Ravens quarterback and was doing good there. He's really old. He's been ineffective and injury prone. The Jets have no defense whatsoever. They don't have any cornerbacks or pass rushers. So I think the Cardinals will get right here. And their defense should do a good job of stopping the Jets' offense. Okay, we'll head on out to the AFC West, where we have a divisional matchup between the 2-2 two and two Raiders against the 4-0 Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so I think this will be an easy win for the Chiefs. Mahomes is undefeated versus the Raiders in his career, 4-0. And that was all against the Oakland Raiders. Now it's his first time playing the Las Vegas Raiders, but I don't think that the that it will matter at all. There won't be a difference. The Raiders started off 2-0, scoring 30 points a game. Now they've kind of slid a little with back-to-back losses against the Patriots and Bills. Defense has been struggling, and it, it seemed, their defense seems poised to have the worst game of the season so far. They have simply not been able to stop Patrick Mahomes at all when they play him, and I think that'll continue. The Raiders have a pretty poor pass rush, and against a team like the Chiefs, you need to pass rush. And if you don't have that, you're done for. The Chiefs are going to score tons of points, and the Raiders will not be able to keep up. The Chiefs will win this game. Okay. Uh, in what looks to be one of the worst matchups of the week, we have the 1-3 Jaguars at the 0-4 Texans. There was some big news for the Texans this week. Yes, the Texans finally, at long last, fired head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien after about seven seasons, I believe he was the main head coach in 2014. They had a good run, but man, did it fall apart near the end. They Last season, they blew a 24-0 to lead to the Chiefs at Arrowhead, which is inexcusable, even though it's the Chiefs. You, have, you, you, you can't blow a lead that big. I would have fired him after that game. But then they decided to keep him around and make probably the worst trade in NFL history. Traded DeAndre Hopkins, a Hall of Fame bound wide receiver, to the Cardinals in exchange for a mere second round pick and a washed up running back named David Johnson. And people wanted Bill O'Brien to be gone right there and then. They had to, they started off 0 4 and they had expectations coming in, but they haven't been living up to them so far. So they had to make this move, and I'm sure everyone, every Texans fan is happy now. So I think that they will rebound against this Jaguars team. They're not really good either. I think that the Texans will have new energy breathed into them. I think that they'll win. Okay. And uh, we saw uh, Joe Burrow get his first win last week, uh, but now he has a little tougher assignment. The 1-2-1 one, one Bengals are at the 3-1 and one Ravens. Uh, Ravens have some injury concerns? Yes, Lamar Jackson, I believe for the first time, did not practice two two week two days in a row. And they've also Mark Andrews and tight end Mark Andrews and cornerback Marcus Peters are questionable with injuries, but questionable generally means that you'll play. The Ravens have ever since Lamar Jackson's gotten there, he's been undefeated against the Bengals, and I think that'll stay the same. Lamar Jackson's has been very tough for the Bengals to defend, really for almost anyone to defend. I think that there it will be a good showing on offense and defense for the Ravens. Okay, how about the two and two Panthers at the disastrous 0 and four Falcons? 
yes, disastrous, is most definitely right to describe the Atlanta Falcons, who also came in with expectations after underachieving for two seasons in a row now. The Falcons just got outplayed by the, the Seahawks week one. Then week two, much like the, the much like their game versus the Patriots in Super Bowl LI for 51, if you would rather call it that, um, they blew a 20 to zero lead again, another 20 point lead. And then versus the Bears of all teams and their stagnant offense, they blew another huge lead in that game. And then they just didn't show up against the Packers. So they're 0-4. They're the defense is disastrous and mainly the reason to blame for the 0-4 start. Julio Jones also did not play most of the of last did not play most of last week's game because of a hamstring injury. He's designated as questionable. And the Panthers have been a little surprising. They've they started off 0-2, and oddly enough, after losing Christian McCaffrey to IR for a couple of weeks, they've gone 0-2 without they've gone 0-2 with Christian McCaffrey, and oddly enough. 2-0 without Christian McCaffrey. So I think that the Falcons, they have one of the worst defenses in the league. They're pretty much in shambles. So I think that the Panthers will pick up a third consecutive win. You think uh, Dan Quinn might be playing for his job this week? I think so. I think either way, he's gone there. But we'll see if it's in season or end of season. Okay, that's the 1 o'clock games. Now we go to the 4 o'clock slate. Uh, we have the 1-3 and three Dolphins at the 2-2 two two 49ers. This is a must-win game for the 49ers. It's a very competitive NFC West, like I said. And it's possible that you can see maybe three of those four teams going to the playoffs this year because of the expanded playoffs, which includes one wild card. We'll see. Who makes it? But it's a very competitive division. Um, it's a must-win game. Jimmy Garoppolo is finally returning after missing the past two games, and I think that they'll win this one. The Dolphins aren't the Eagles, but I think they're they're figuring themselves out. The Dolphins are in a rebuilding stage, and I think that the 49ers will rebound. Okay, uh, now we'll go over to another division, which is not good. The NFC East, where we have the 0-4 Giants at the 1-3 Cowboys, who should also be 0-4. Yeah, bar, if, if only if it weren't for a miracle comeback against the Falcons, the Cowboys would also be 0-4. But you can thank the Falcons for being 1-3 when they really should be 0-4. The Cowboys defense, it's atrocious. It, I believe it is 32nd overall. But in contrast to their awful defense, they have a really great offense. And against the Giants, who have a really poor defense, in addition to offense, I think the offense will continue to click as it has been. I think it'll go off in this game. And the defense, which has normally struggled, should have a very good showing tomorrow. Okay, and this, uh, for me, might be the game of the week. We have the 3-1 and Colts heading to Cleveland to play the 3-1 and Browns, who looked really good last week. Yeah, I think it definitely is the game of the week. Two 3-1 and teams who maybe both could be in the playoffs. I think whoever wins will have the, the advantage there. Um, so the Colts are the number one defense in football, unlike the Cowboys, who were, we were just talking about, who had the three second overall defense. They've been really good, but also I question the level of competition they've played. They 
played the Jets, who anyone can beat. They only scored the Jets only scored seven points, and the Colts had two pick sixes, so that's 14 points thanks to your defense. And then they exposed the Bears, who even though they are four and one, their only loss was to the Colts. The Bears aren't as good as they seem because of their record. Um, so the Browns have a lot of really talented offensive pieces. We saw we've been seeing it over the past couple of weeks, but especially versus the Cowboys, where they racked up 300 rushing yards and 49 total points. The Browns did just activate tight end David Njoku off of IR, so they'll have a great one-two punch there with Austin Hooper and David Njoku. The, the two talented wide receivers we know of, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. They sadly lost Nick Chubb to IR, who is believed to miss six weeks, but they have Kareem Hunt, who is who, as we saw in 2017 and 2018 with the Chiefs, is fully capable of being a number one running back when need when he needs to. And the Colts, I just saw on NFL Network, have two very concerning injuries. Linebacker Darius Leonard, who is effectively the leader of that defense, is out. And their left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, is also out, which isn't good because they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. But Cleveland, the Browns have a defensive end by the name of Miles Garrett, who is a force to be reckoned with. And that Browns defense is ranks first in turnovers so far. Even though the Colts have the number one scoring defense, the Browns have the most turnovers. So I think that the Browns are a significantly higher level of competition than the Colts have seen before. And I think that they'll win and improve to 4-1. And one. You know, people, people will be talking about the Browns if they win this one, which I think they will. Okay, that uh, does it for the day games on Sunday. Then we go over to Sunday night. I know you're excited about this. We get to see the uh, Vikings, who are off the schneid. Uh, they're at 1-3, and three, but they're playing a, uh, a tough Seahawks team who comes in undefeated at 4-0. Yeah, I really hate to pick against my team. I did it um, last week, even though they won, but I don't think they're going to get lucky two weeks in a row. Russell Wilson is is on an MVP level, is having an MVP level season right now. I believe 16 touchdowns, only two interceptions, and we're only in week five here. The, the Vikings still continue to have a very inexperienced secondary, even though they improve every, every week. But Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, that's one, they're one of the top wide receiver duos in the league. The Seahawks defense is also, is also struggling throughout the season as well. Their star safety, Jamal Adams, who they trade for from New York Jets, is out for this game. I think it can be a shootout like like the game between these two was last year, but Russell Wilson always seems to have the, Vi- the Vikings number. He's 6-0 against them. I think it'll be 7-0. I think it'll be a shootout that Russell Wilson will prevail in. Are you looking for a big game from the Vikings rookie wide receiver, Justin Jefferson? I think so. He's really come on over the past two weeks. Okay, and uh, due to COVID on Monday, we actually have two games. Uh, at 5 o'clock, we have the 1-3 and three Broncos at the 2-2 two and two Patriots. Uh, Patriots had a little COVID problem. Uh, they're still without Cam Newton, I believe. Yes, I haven't heard anything that, that – I haven't heard anything about him starting. And we also learned that Stephon Gilmore, their top cornerback, also tested positive. So they're going to be without their, I believe they will be without their top quarterback and their top cornerback. But we saw last Monday when they all, that their game got moved to Monday last week too, 
Um, even though they they were playing on the road with Brian Hoyer, their backup quarterback, on the road against the Chiefs, and no one gave them a chance, but they fought really, really hard. The defense um, did a really great job at limiting Patrick Mahomes, and the, they moved the ball pretty well, but couldn't seem to punch it in in the red zone. And they were able to to get by, not get by, they were able to keep it that close against the Chiefs on the road. I think they'll be able to win against the Broncos at home, especially since Drew Locke's status is still unclear with this game with a shoulder injury. And their talented tight end Noah Fant is out, as well as their one of their one of their rookie wide receivers, KJ Hamler. I think that it will be a defensive slog between two defensive minded head coaches and Bill Belichick and Vic Fangio. But ultimately I'm gonna go with the home team. Okay. And then uh, the second part of our Monday night doubleheader is the uh, the real Monday night game, right? The one that was previously scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one and three Chargers at the two and two Saints. And uh, there's a new uh, sheriff in town in, in Los Angeles, huh? Yep, Justin Herbert, who the Chargers selected sixth overall in the in the 2020 NFL Draft. He has had really good games. His debut against the Chiefs, he threw for over 300 passing yards. He had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Not the greatest game against the Panthers, but then had a, I believe, another 300 passing game, passing yard game against the Buccaneers, who they were up big on before an unfortunate choke to to the Buccaneers. Now they go on the road to play the Saints, and this Chargers team always seems to be um, hampered by, it seems to be, dealing with injuries every year, and that's what we have again. Melvin Ingram, one of their two very talented defensive ends, usually plays with Joey Bosa, is on IR. Chris Harris Jr., one of their top cornerbacks, is also on IR. And Austin Eckler, is expect, one of their, their great running back, is expected to be also out for a month. So this is way too many injuries to deal with, and even though the Saints were, almost, were missing practically their whole team, Against the Lions on the road, they were still able to pull that one out, and I think that they will re- they will keep the winning streak going at home. Okay, and uh, we have an, yet another game. This one on Tuesday, a COVID reschedule between two undefeated teams. We have the four and O Bills, who everybody seems to be in love with all of a sudden, at the three and O Tennessee Titans. So the Titans were supposed to play the Steelers before, but it got postponed to later, so that's why Titans are three and zero heading into Week Five, and the Titans and the Bills are four and zero. The Titans have a win is a win, but the Titans have been cutting it really close with their past three games. I believe they won by either two or three points against the Broncos. They beat the Jaguars by a field goal, and then beat the Vikings by one point. They have a lot of resilience, but the Bills are most definitely the toughest team that they've played. Yet Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, is playing at an MVP level. He's really evolved into one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I think he's a really evolved as a passer in addition to his great running skills. I think that the Bills will win on the road. All right, and there you have it. Um, we thank you, as always, for listening. We invite you to uh, visit us on anchor.fm, and you can leave us a, a voice message. If you want to ask Brennan a question, he'll answer it in the next episode. And thanks for listening and keep tuning in. Thanks, everybody.